Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a poet, a pastor, and a podcaster. In this HSP neighborhood, we encourage the spiritual practice of listening for the sacred in the everyday experiences of life. This is what we call Holy Shenanigans. I walked along the shore of Crystal Beach. The air was cool and it was spitting rain, but I didn't care one bit. I was thinking about what was before me, an event that had been on pause for the last two years. What would it be like? Who would be there? Would it be good? But my thoughts and perhaps a little worry were interrupted by my beautiful surroundings. I looked and the lake was literally crystal clear water. I listened as it lapped at the land, trying to be playing keep away with my orange sneakers. The sky was gray with big clouds, and they didn't seem to be sure if they would pour down rain or disperse to reveal a sparkling blue sky. I kept walking and looking. I kept seeking, bending down to sort through the collection of shells, algae, and rocks. As I considered the days to come, and if they would be life-giving, I returned to a practice that I have done my whole life. I was searching for stones. For me, the gathering of stones is a spiritual practice. It reminds me of where I've been and a way to consider going forward. At best, when I find a stone to keep, I mark it with a Sharpie, where I found it and the date. But my stone collection is not very well documented because I seem to find stones wherever I go. So today was not unusual in my search for a stone to be a token of the day, to remember the here before the there. It was a way to remember and be grateful for this moment of pause. It is a way for me to be present and to remind me to be present before rushing to the next thing. 
For me, the collecting of stones is a way to get some perspective, to look more deeply at the things around me, to see more clearly. To see more clearly. These words come as this week's text is the story of Zacchaeus and another Jesus story of his way of seeking out despised tax collectors. Jesus seeks out Zacchaeus in the fray of the crowd. He finds him climbed up a tree, and Zacchaeus is trying to see what is going on. Jesus calls him out of the tree, asks to go to his house, and has dinner with him. This is a story you're probably familiar with, one that expresses healing and community reconnection. But as I think about Zacchaeus, I don't want to rush him so quickly out of that tree. It was a tree to help him get a bird's eye view of what the scene was before him. Zacchaeus was just trying to see and hear clearly. And so I'm reminded of my practice of collecting rocks and how it's a way for me to see more clearly, to find center or to find a space of peace. I, like Zacchaeus, like to keep an eye out for where things are going, to give me room to consider how to respond. I need some rock-seeking space, and Zacchaeus needed to climb a tree. Recently, here at Holy Shenanigans Podcast, we've been talking a lot about gratitude, or practices that help us mark those spaces and those things we're grateful for. This week, I tell you about rock collecting and some other things to come. And I bet as you think about my practices, you are thinking, oh, hey, maybe this is a gratitude practice in my life. But if you can't think of a way that you seek center or rest or support, today's conversation offers you an opportunity, or even better, a permission slip to give yourself some time to pause, to go climb a tree, to go search for rocks, or to find ways to build room for encouragement and community to support you in your beautiful life story. You never know where a gratitude practice or pause might lead you. For Zacchaeus, climbing a tree led to him having dinner with Jesus. My rock collecting leads me to a more centered way of living every day. What is your climb a tree, collect a rock, centering, gratitude, practice? All of which brings me to another Holy Shenanigans story. Several years ago, I was continuing my theological training in the Youth Ministry and Theology program at Princeton Theological Seminary. My experience at PTS was one where I came home to new ideas, knowledge, and my heart and brain were brimming with encouragement. While this program was a challenge, I remember it most as a place of stretching, encouragement, an affirmation. This experience was something like my practice of collecting rocks. It provided me with a learning space that was like coming up for a deep breath of fresh air and helped me to feel alive and invigorated. To this day, one of the best lessons of the program was a question posed to our class by Reverend Rebecca Hart. At the beginning of our time together, she asked us, Who is on your bus? She handed us a piece of paper with a simple drawing of a school bus. And she said once more, Who is on your bus? She explained, 
Write down the people in your life that are supportive and caring. Don't just write down Jesus or God. Who in the flesh is present in your everyday life that supports you, that loves you, that encourages you? Write it down. And so I thought about the people who were supportive in my life. I thought about the ones I see every day, family and friends. I thought about authors and musicians and peers, and I wrote them down. The lesson didn't just stop there. Rebecca challenged us to think if there was anyone missing from our bus. Was there any space of our life that needed more support? She said in this work where people care for people, it is essential to know that who is on your bus and who isn't and who needs to be added. She said before we left the classroom that day that we had to write these things down. This was a lesson that she taught to me over 10 years ago. And it's a lesson that I think about most every day. This is another practice of centering, of gratitude, of reflection. This who is on your bus is a way for me to consider and then act to find ways of building more support in my daily life. And so now I ask you, who is on your bus? Do you know who you can call in a time of need, in joy, in sadness, in fear, in peace, frustration, rest, anxiety, discernment, leadership, hope, grief, or abundance? Who is on your bus? And so I ask you to pause, get a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen, and after you hear the instructions, Pause the podcast if you need to, but let's do this assignment together now. This is the who's on your bus assignment. Number one, answer this question. Who is on my bus? Number two, who isn't here that needs to be? Number three, is there anyone that needs to exit from my bus? Number four, contact your bus members. Thank them and ask them if they can still continue to be on your bus and to support you. Number five, recheck your bus members as needed. And that means as your needs change, as your bus members' needs change, and your circumstances of life change. Number six, repeat as often as necessary. Remember my morning wandering at Crystal Beach? It was a moment of Sabbath in the midst of a rush of the fall season of hectic pastor life. As I walked, I kept looking, and finally, I found my stone. It was the shape of a heart, and it fit in my palm perfectly. As I looked at the rock in my hand, I thanked the lake for this gift, for the water so clear and cold. I gave thanks for this moment of quiet. I gave gratitude to God for that day and the support of all the fellow bus members in my life. So dear heart, what is your gratitude practice of pause? Do you climb trees? Do you collect rocks? I invite you to take some intentional time to determine these things as well as who is on your bus. Take a pause. Give yourself space to find center and ask yourself this important question. Who is on my bus? This week's poem is a call to care for you 
as well as to free yourself in the season of ongoing reformation to a wholehearted life, to one where you can climb trees, collect rocks, and curate a bus of support to carry you into the next adventure that awaits. Reborn. I'm on the cusp of seeing the dream of becoming the reality of where I'm waking. On the edge of taking the chance, like walking on water or new steps to a dance. On the cusp of waking from pain to see my own life being born again. Drinking in life and exhaling hope. Write a new adventure where I live awoke. Taking an air to sing once more. This time the melody won't whisper. Owl roar. I am your Holy Shenanigans Muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining us this week for Holy Shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Thanks to Ian Eastman for sound editing, and to Rebecca Hart for this lesson of Who is on Your Bus? If you would like to be on the bus of supporting this podcast, visit us at www.buymeacoffee.com backslash Tara L. Eastman. Also, if you would like to share your own story of a gratitude practice, please reach out to us at holyshenaniganspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>